0: Couple announcements before we get today's episode started. First up, if you are a business owner, run a brand, have some sort of venture out there in the world that that you're trying to get more eyes and ears on, uh, Tyler Geiss's basement is open for sponsorship deals. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the show. Thought I'd come by and mention it again. Uh, if you want me to talk about your business here on the podcast, feel free to shoot me an email at. Tyler Geis basement at gmail.com that is Tyler Geis that's not plural Tyler Geis like my name Tyler Geis basement at gmail.com Tyler Geis's basement at gmail.com was taken uh, there's a bunch of different brackets we can talk about with uh, monthly payments and whatnot and you know, maybe work something out to get your business heard on the show, a show that has grown and grown over the last year and a half audience-wise. Appreciate you listeners out there on a weekly basis. So if you're looking for advertising or some sort of sponsorship deal with me, feel free to reach me at Basement at gmail.com. Next order of business here. On October 2nd, myself and a past guest of the show, Generic C, are gonna hop on Instagram Live and do a bi-weekly live show on on Instagram, that's what Instagram Live is, called Hot Genre Topics, where him and I are gonna be sitting down and just talking about horror films, anything horror adjacent, whether it's, you know, sci-fi horror comedy, uh, anime horror, whatever, anything that's kind of going on in the world of horror films. And while we're doing that, we are going to be dousing ourselves. Well, maybe dousing is not the right word, but we're going to be taking probably a bag of chips or whatever piece of food we can find and dipping it in some hot sauce that is absolutely probably detrimental to our health. Yeah, it's going to be really, really hot. At least on mine, it's going to be hot. I don't know what he's got fucking packing over on his end, but you know he's living in Texas right now, so uh, it's probably going to be some hot shit. That is on October 2nd on Instagram Live, Hot Genre Topics with myself and Generic C. Uh, you know, we're going to get on there and probably tap dance for about an hour and a half and just fulfill all you horror fans with your needs and wants and whatever you want to talk about, you can hear us talk about. And it's all going to be live on Instagram. Uh, we just dropped a post about it with the logo for the show uh, a couple days ago and last night on the basement's Instagram page we actually I did, I, it was posted I believe too so be sure to check it out it's something I'm doing on Sunday nights and then as usual the basement airs Monday morning uh, but don't forget about it it's gonna be fun especially during the Halloween season uh, it'll get you into a lot of cool fun scary spooky shit. Something in it for everybody, even your base-level horror fans and your horror enthusiast should tune in. If I said that right, I think I said that right. Anywho, speaking of horror, it's almost October. And on October 7th and 8th, there is a really cool film festival happening in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Now, it's kind of funny, since I cut this episode, I've been walking around my house saying this catchphrase that is not affiliated with this film festival at all. But <laughs> I've been taking the Robert Duvall line from Apocalypse Now going like, you either surf or you fight. <laughs> and this film festival is called the Skate or Die Film Festival. And so I've been walking around my house thinking about the film festival because it's a really cool concept and it really just it sounds like a really cool, fun communal thing for filmmakers and a lot of other cool creative people to come out to it uh but i've been walking around my house going you either skate or you die and that's not the tagline of the skater Die film festival but um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say but anywho i have the uh guy in charge of the Skater Die Film Festival that created this thing from the ground up. And he reached out to me because he wanted to come on the show and plug the thing. And boy, did he do a really great freaking job plugging it. So if you are in the greater Philadelphia area on October 7th and 8th, be sure to check it out. Um, if you're not, but now you know about it and you could maybe make the commute to check it out, please do so. I unfortunately cannot be there, but if this thing keeps going year after year after year, I plan to make a pilgrimage out to Philadelphia to check this thing out. It was a great interview. Now you're going to listen to it. Welcome to the basement. So if there ever were a film festival that sounds like it belongs to be plugged on Tyler Geiss's basement, it would be the Skater Die Film Festival. I stumbled across this. Well, by the time this drops, it would have been about like a, maybe close to a month ago. But um, I, I stumbled across this uh, cool sounding film festival in the Philadelphia area. And I got... There's my third question. Screwed. I'm gonna leave this part in. What's your job title? All right, Justin Harlan is on the show. The guy behind the Skater Die Film Festival. What? What? What's your? You run this thing, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so you- I'm 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 the founder, festival director, yada yada. Yeah, that's me. Okay. There's,
1: there's a few other people on my team for sure that have been helping out with a lot of stuff, but uh, but yeah, it's kind of my uh my brainchild. That is,
0: I totally had a good intro there for you. Then I realized b- before I hit record for other listeners, I was like, I got some questions and I forgot one. And that was the one. Um, <laughs>
1: it's all good, man.
0: No, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, this is, this is like one of the coolest sounding film as a guy who tried to get into running a film festival and fell completely on my face. Thank God. I never got to fully like have the film festival <laughs> it would have been a nightmare, but as a guy who tried to do that, like this is one of the coolest sounding film festivals ever. Um, I want to touch on it a little bit here at the beginning, but I obviously want to save some of it for the back, back end of the show. Um, but like what kind of stuff real quick out of the gate you got going on at uh, Skate or Die Film Festival?
1: So the short version, as if, as if that's even possible, because there is a ridiculous amount of stuff going on at this festival.
0: Yeah, um, I don't even know where to start with questions.
1: <laughs> so it, the festival takes place at a roller rink, and I'll explain how that came to be when we get more to that later. But it's at a roller rink, so there will be skating. Yeah. Because how could you not have skating at a roller rink, right? Um, there's movies, as it is a film festival. There are, uh, there's live music, uh, a couple punk bands, a local rapper who raps as a dark wizard. I can't wait to get into that. He is amazing. Um, And uh, a DJ. Then we've got a, we're going to have like a full on food court outside with food trucks. We got, uh, oh, I have a beer sponsor for the after party. So you're over 21. The beer is free. Uh, Well, with cover, of course, but free, no additional charge, right? So a lot of that kind of stuff. We even have a tattoo artist coming to do a specific, specially designed for the film festival tattoo that you can get while you're there
0: nice dude that's i kind of like it when film festivals are actually not kind of i really like it when film festivals are more than just hi come see this movie in this theater sit down and maybe we'll talk to the director afterwards and then you go home like film festivals i think you know hopefully you know moving past a, a pandemic are more you know stuff like this you got you know events bands playing and all these other like things you can do between screenings and whatnot like that's it's fucking cool man I appreciate um it. i want to get to know hey, you. You, you you just answered a question i was gonna ask you i forgot to ask you before we
1: can i say fuck but you just did so i know it's okay yeah i mean like
0: <laughs> no you can swear <laughs> like i wasn't about to be like hey no but no go ahead and swear but like some i'm from I know you're from Philly. I'm from New England. Like that part of the country. We, we, we bridge bridge the, the word fuck or fucking like bridges thoughts together
1: (laughs) without a doubt. Well, not only that, but, uh, I work for the department of corrections in my day job. So my language, yeah, not always the cleanest.
0: You look like a correctional officer, I must say. You kind of. I'm
1: Not, but I'm not a correctional officer. Bro, oh, you, like, you look like <laughs> you. I'm a I'm a treatment guy. I'm a I'm a I'm a hug a thug, as they like to say. I'm a I'm a guy who uh, makes sure uh, folks uh, actually get get the treatment that we're uh, we're taking care of them with. We're, I'm not I'm not into the bars and guards stuff. Okay. I'm not bleeding. I'm a bleeding heart liberal. So
0: yeah. okay, no. I got you. <laughs> I got I'm, you. I'm the weird. I'm the weirdo in my world. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, so am I. It's all good. <laughs> That's why we like movies, man. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. without a doubt. But take me back to the beginning. Like, I know you run a blog and everything, which is basically sure. tied to the film festival. But, um, where did your, how did this become your overall kind of outlet? I guess would be a starter question. So, so like, uh, I've been a, into blogging before
1: blogging was a thing, right? In that I was, uh, I'm, I'm 40. So I grew up in the North Jersey punk scene um oh. specifically okay and so I used to make little zines and do all that stuff and uh and so I've been like somehow involved in like writing about music since I was like young and then I actually used to book concerts from the time I was 14 on so like live events are a thing that I've been doing for a long time uh but mostly on the music side not as much in the film world and uh writing about music begat writing about film uh, I love, I've i always loved film. There's always a lot of cross between the two in, in my world too, uh, between film and music. Um, just kind of how I, I am. So uh, my website, my current website, it's like my fourth website, but it's the one that's been longest running now. Uh, maybe about a decade. Um, Farsighted, the, the Farsighted, although that was taken. So it's farsightedblog.com. Um, but The Farsighted is um, essentially me and occasionally other people writing at times i've had a pretty full staff and at times like now it's mostly me um but uh writing about music and film and kind of whatever the heck we want uh gives me a place to post my podcasts uh which i current i have two current ones i have several previous ones um yeah it's just something i've done on the side i i've never looked to like make money or a career off of like, like even when i book concerts and stuff i uh and and web work any of the stuff that i've done over the years in that regard has always been like my creative outlet and then the day job pays the bills uh so that's kind of that's kind of how i've i've always operated but i've been writing about film or music since i was 15 14 and i've been booking concerts since i was 14 i've been kind of immersed in that part of the world and in film more more specifically about film in about the last decade i write uh, for a few other websites uh my most notable one that that's a bigger site now I'm doing more back end work for them. Um, but, uh, but that's synapse out of Austin. Um, and they're uh, they're Ooh. a film site that uh, impressive. Yeah. So they're a fun site. Uh, I write, I write for them, do a lot of back end stuff for them right now uh, because we're kind of working on migrating our website. Um, so yeah. A uh, few other sites here and there, but that's basically it. Yeah.
0: Cool. New Jersey punk scene. I, I I know a little bit about it, but uh, well, explain a little bit that that to me. Like, what kind of were there any big bands that came out of that? Or oh
1: oh oh, like like thousands, man. Like it's it's one of the it's one of the most ridiculous thriving scenes because not only were there a lot of scenes from bands from Jersey, but like um being on the cusp of New York, like all the Manhattan, Brooklyn, whatever of the '90s were playing with us um I uh, I never had a lot of musical talent, so I booked shows that's that's kind of how that happened. but uh, I was very involved in uh, in going to shows from the time I was like 12, 13 years old um, so um, you know I'd go see tours that came through then I got into the local bands through that and like some of the bigger local bands be stuff like um, like I was there for Midtown's first show before they all went their separate ways and got even bigger than Midtown you know like uh, Gabe supported did Cobra starship and the other guys all joined other bands. Um, you know, I, I saw the early days of like catch 22 and streetlight manifesto and like those punk and ska bands and that a lot of hardcore out of that scene. Uh, even though they're from Delaware, boy sets fire, used to play all the time. Uh, you know, you see bands like earth crisis and Snapcase and, um, just a lot. I mean, and, and then like, when I came down to college, I came to Philly and, um, like, you know, booked early shows with bands like uh, Me Without You before they, they actually just played their final show last week. Yeah. Um, but uh, them Under Oath before they blew up, uh, booked them when they were still playing this weird black metal style uh, music that people don't even know they used to play. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I've been involved in the music scene since like forever. And, uh, and like I said, uh, writing about music, I started writing about film just because I love film and it kind of stuck. And then I started writing about film for Synapse and then I started doing a lot more of that on my site. And the film festival just came out of something I've always wanted to do. I was like, well, and for me, like if I'm going to do a live event, it's not going to not include music because that's where like my roots are as far as live event stuff. So I had to include music and then all the other stuff just started falling into place, you know?
0: Yeah, you kind of sound like the, perfect guy for a festival like this um before i, I dive into the film festival with, with you writing film writing articles and whatnot for the web uh, you know as a film buff i i guess like what just name off some uh some films you like and everything and kind of oh, man so
1: much genre guy uh yeah. very specifically you know I'm, I'm a genre guy very much uh horror sci-fi action um a lot of horror. Uh, I probably watch uh, more horror than anything else. Interesting. Um, I don't know that I've always watched more horror than anything else, but uh, in the last several years, I definitely do. Um, and, like, uh, I like everything from, um, you know, fun horror comedy, goofy stuff to, like, super low-budget gore flicks to, like, the extreme horror. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Serbian film apologist. Oh, I'm a big big Serbian film apologist, actually. And Uh, why uh, why are you? (laughs) uh, Because I believe it is a remarkably well done film um, that uh, while people often think that the director is full of shit when he starts talking about the political Mm -hmm. message he's trying to send, I buy it, even if I don't fully understand it because I'm not from Serbia, but I buy it largely in part because big name actors and activists are all over that cast. Yeah. Um, while they're not big names to me, they're big names in Serbia. All you got to do is look and people like they're, they're all connected to political movements and and some of them are essentially, uh, they equivalent of Oscar winners. I mean, like these are big name people in Serbia. So like, for them to be involved in a film that grotesque says to me, they're trying to say something. And so, uh, I don't fully always understand everything they're trying to say, I'm not going to lie, but I think the basic idea of it being a film where you're uh from the moment you're born to the moment you're dead, you're screwed if you're a Serbian and uh and and after death you're still screwed. So, I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the uh, all right. So my my I don't have a take on that movie because I've only seen it once. And... Sure. And, and and honestly, once might be enough for yeah. <laughs> most people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there are right. movies go... out
0: there where it's like, yeah. like um irreversible. That movie, if you know what that one is. That that's yeah, kind well of my problem my
1: my problem with irreversible is not even the graphic violence and sex scenes. My problem with irreversible is the um intentional grading sound effects he uses actually hurt me when i watch it they actually bother really? me um yeah and i and i learned it was an intentional thing i don't like very many Gaspar no films for uh his intentional use of that kind of abrasion it doesn't work well with my mind it like it like literally makes me sick <laughs> so yeah
0: no serbian film was something i heard about for years before i ever I, even got around to see it and everybody kind of told you told me like one and done, like it's one and done. Like, just see it. It's one of those you say you saw it, one of those like dares to watch it. I saw it and like I was just like, Yeah, one and done. But lately, like the more the conversation has picked up about that movie, I feel in the last it's just I don't even know how many years
1: well, I can tell you why it's picked up is because Unearthed Films has the rights to it. Yeah, it has put out they put out the one, the one edition, but they're putting out the full fully uncut extended edition. It's not fully done yet because they've been remastering some of the footage that was never mastered mm-hmm. um and then they're also putting out this uh, full-length documentary called the serbian documentary along with it so that's what's brought it back into the kind of the limelight and actually the director is working on a, a new film with unearthed films and so it's kind of been uh now that's been a process for like three years now they've been working on that so i don't know when that'll actually all see the light of day but um the they did re-release the film in the most uncut version that's currently available they re-released that cut um in the middle of pandemic uh right, right yeah a year yeah. Y- a year year and a half ago and that's actually when i did i that's that's when i revisited it and wrote about it um for another website called grumpire um which i recommend checking out and uh that's actually one of their more frequented uh articles apparently so uh guess people
0: are interested in in seeing why i uh, defend the movie nice no that's that's a pretty good take I'll, I'll check that out too um well let's jump in skate or die film festival uh you you blended your clearly your talent of working on music and your love of writing about film to just kind of like showcase some stuff Um, how did these, how did everything kind of come together? Is it, is this in its first year or? Yeah. So this is the first year.
1: Um, and actually we've had ridiculously big buzz for a first year film festival. Like I'm actually really, really happy locally. Uh, we've actually got lots of sponsors, uh, which I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that was going to happen. Right. I have vinegar syndrome, MVD and, uh, and diabolic. So I have three major label, like Uh, Yeah. Uh, Which is also if anybody's in the Philadelphia area and you come on out, I'm going to be giving away lots of Blu-rays from all of those because that's that's a a lot of their sponsorship came through giving me stuff to give away in those particular sites. So we've got box like I've got a giant box of awesome stuff from MVD, Vinegar Syndrome. um, And actually, uh, one of the other uh, one of the other sponsors, Agronautics, um, I'm not a lot of people don't know who Agronautics is you might know their most famous toy line is called Throbbleheads. And they're those bobbleheads of like death metal and like, like, like rap guys and stuff. So they do like, you know, the Danzig bobblehead and stuff like that, you know? So that's where, I, so they're based Danzig locally. Bobblehead. Right. The guy who, uh, the guy who started that company, um, used to be a publicist for MVD and I got to know him through writing about films that MVD was distributing. And, um, and now he's got a job designing toys for uh, Z2, the comic company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he uh, he designs stuff for like every time Rizza puts out a new comic, he designs some cool Rizza nice. stuff and stuff like that. I know it's sick. I'm like, dude, anything do Rizza get... does, like, I know. Well, I bring it up because I like Z2's got all of that. They've got like like Rizza Zarface, like all the Wu Tang stuff, and uh and it's funny, but uh but yeah. So so Clinton was one of our big sponsors too, and he's agronautics and. He, he donated a whole bunch of Blu-rays that he had left from his days uh, at MVD, as well as he used to run a skate distro himself. So I got like a really cool limited edition deck and like skate gear and t-shirts and hats. So we've got like so much stuff to give away. And then like on top of that, I got sponsors like uh, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, who's a t-shirt company locally, who does like awesome work. I've got uh, a cof- a local coffee roaster who's yeah. like, yeah, I mean like, We've got a lot of stuff, but then to to put it in perspective. So basically like what you said about film festivals is why I created this film festival. I like film festivals too, but there's something about like every single one of them being watch a movie, stand in the lobby and bullshit with your friends, go back and watch another movie, stand in the lobby and bullshit with your friends. And that's the whole thing. Maybe there's a few Q and A's. Maybe there's some people selling some merch in the lobby. But that's about it. And, uh, and, and I even helped with a festival that I really love, uh, but was more or less that. And I always wanted to do more with it, but it wasn't my festival to do more with. I was mm-hmm. just kind of helping them with publicity. And that was Buried Alive uh, Film Festival down in Atlanta. I've been involved with them for years now. Physically, I've only been able to get out there once, but I've been doing their publicity and PR for a few years. So, because um, all that free time I have on top of a full-time job and running a website and all that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, but I, uh, I was do, I was kind of putting out the press releases for them and stuff like that. And um, and then actually over the last year, I got to help program the features as well, which was really fun. Um, I was kind of like the co-feature uh, programmer. Um, so. So, yeah, I've got I had some experience with working with the film festival. I got to see like what I loved about it and also what I wanted to do differently and not like they did anything wrong because I think they're a great film festival. But like I didn't want to just be films. I wanted to be more. So like, yeah, the music's natural because I, booking music is something I've always I've, I've done since I was 14. Um, but like, we've got a live podcast coming out. Um, you know, uh, actually the uh, the podcast coming out is a, com- a book called a podcast called Comic Book Gurus um, from Philadelphia, who's actually one of the big radio stations in Philly produces that um and i just happened to be friends with one of the guys there and so i was like hey you guys should come do your annual halloween episode and they are like yeah we will so they're coming out uh we've got like we structured the day so we have like some family-friendly stuff and then we have some not family-friendly stuff um (laughs) you know so like what it is is like friday night we're kicking off with uh two two live bands some short films um yeah, some of my favorites. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but like Chris McEnroy, uh, the short film guy that I love, did a, a movie called Death Metal that we're going to play. That's five minutes of pure insanity. Um, and like that's kind of the tone of the first night. It's all like ruckus fun films. So, like, mm-hmm. we got that. We've got Brian uh, Lenano from Atlanta, who actually used to live up here in Philly years ago. Uh, he did a movie called Crow Hand that I've been in love with ever since I saw about a guy who picks up a crow talisman it cuts him in the hand and then his hand turns into a crow and kills everyone amazing i mean just just brilliant um but uh but goofy and fun and uh we have a couple of those kind of things um playing uh joe badden's blood of the dinosaurs if you're not familiar with that has been winning awards all over the film fest circuit
0: yeah i think Uh, i've heard of it
1: it's it's basically like fucked up mr rogers yeah
0: that's what i think when i heard about that yeah that's exactly i think how someone described
1: it yeah that's the best that's the best description you'll ever get it's perfect but we're going to play some of that we got two live bands and then we've got a special secret screening the first night that i'm not allowed to talk about but i'm really really excited about uh we're getting to screen something that's not uh yeah i can't i can't promote it yet but it's actually okay. uh it's a retro film but it's a new restored version of the film that's never been on a screen before. so Interesting. i can't tell you right now but maybe one day maybe i thought i saw something
0: that sounds like what you're talking about on the flyer or okay well that we do have another retro film on saturday okay. so, <laughs> so
1: that's friday night saturday right saturday we start the day with skating because it's you know we're gonna be skating it's at a roller rink and um and that came, the whole idea of having this at a roller rink came about for two things. One, um, there's a movie that's one of our main features on Saturday called Murder Drome, which is an exploitation horror film that's literally all about um, a derby girl who gets possessed and kills everybody at a roller rink. It's a blast. I highly recommend it. Is this, um,
0: how, is this a newer or older film?
1: It's about a decade old. It's uh, 2012, maybe 11. Um so anyway, uh, so that that movie's always I've always wanted to play that at a roller rink. Like ever since I saw it, I was like, we need to watch this movie at a roller rink. And um, and then my wife is a roller derby uh skater and her team uh recently uh, about a year ago t- or a year and a half ago took over the rink that they used to rent to practice. They actually run the rink totally now. Um so rather than a lease to Rent it two days a week. They signed a lease to run the whole place, and they take o- They took it all over. It's yes. actually a really cool roller rink. It's a historic roller rink that's actually on property, um, that's like historic property in uh, in Pottstown, which is like I said, suburban Philly, and um, and like it. The roller rink's been around. Well, the building it's in's been around since the '40s. Uh, the it's been a rink since the late '50s. Before that, it was um, it was like a banquet and concert hall or something like that um but what's really interesting about it is that uh there, in the spot it stands there was a banquet and concert hall dating back all the way to the 1890s and people used to take carriages from downtown philly a couple hours out to this swanky cool place i don't know it's just it's a really weird fun thing and it's in a park with this uh, called ringing rocks that literally has like these rocks that you can ring i don't know it's a cool little Okay. Spot. Yeah, I, I've never done the Ringing Rocks myself. I've only gone to the rink. But, uh, but yeah, so with that in mind, like, she took the, her team took this over and the, the board of directors on her team are all like good friends of ours. And so I was like, hey, uh, so guys, I just want to let you know, um, once the pandemic's kind of over and things are getting normal, I'm going to run a film festival at the rink and you're not allowed to say no. And they were like, okay, so that's kind of how that happened. And so, yeah, so then on Saturday, you know, I said we start with the, the skating because we're at a rink. But then we have our kind of family-friendly portion of the day. Um, we'll have a, a separate price if you want to just come with your family, like a cheaper price that's just for that portion of the day. Um, that uh, that has that, the gate, which is probably the one you were thinking of, which is yeah. another <laughs> retro screening. So I had it written playing, down.
0: I was like, shit, I can't talk about the gate with him. God
1: damn. No, talk about the gate, please. So the I gate the is gate. that that one is uh is fully uh yeah i paid for rights for that movie specifically to be able to talk about it so you better believe i'm talking about it um oh
0: my God, i love that movie so a and, young yeah, Stephen dorf
1: <laughs> oh man that it's it's just uh i mean i saw it when i was young i don't remember it well when i was young but then i revisited it in like college and was like oh wow this is awesome and then as soon as i had kids and they were old enough to start watching horror movies that was when we watched that a no, maybe too young an age but quite a young age my kids uh my, uh my my older one loved it when we first watched it and it was his, he used to say it was his favorite movie he has a gate t-shirt uh actually the same gate t-shirt that we are doing reprints of as part of our vip package nice. uh, of our ticket sales right now um and then uh my younger one the first time he saw it um when the dad's head implodes early in the film uh he uh he walked out scared and did not finish that film, but he might've been four or five when we watched it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, That's some serious
0: I, kinder trauma. Like,
1: yeah. I think, I think it was at the time, the scariest thing he'd ever watched. Now he's like, dad, the new, the new screen movie is coming out. Can we go watch it? you okay see it. Like, yeah, yeah. like, so and he's I, only 11, but you know, he's into it.
0: I need to interject. I don't want to get too far off topic. Cause we're talking about kids getting scared and watching stuff too early. Oh, yeah. Mine. Yeah. I just think about it every time I talk about seeing something too young and there's a few and actually I've been fortunate enough to have people on this show who were part for part of like certain movies that creeped me out as a kid but mine to this day and it's gotten like a renaissance cuz it's on streaming now a lot is Fire in the Sky. Do you know that so one? Well,
1: here's crazy. I
0: of course I know it but <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh my Fucking Christ, man. Um <laughs> so, so not- my, my, my wife has an
1: alien thing. She's, like she's fascinated, always loved aliens. Like her favorite movie of all time is probably Alien. Um but when she was young and saw fire in the sky, it fucked her up royally. And uh so uh, she yeah won't she won't rewatch it to this day at at, at you know, damn near 40. I, on the other hand, I just haven't watched it because most of the time I'm watching movies with her and I haven't gone back to kind of go watch it myself.
0: So um, I'm going to tell you why she's not going back to it. Because um, it, the movie isn't a horror movie. It's really not. It, it's it's. I think it's like an hour, and 45 minutes or so. And maybe an hour and 20, 30 minutes of that is just about a guy who got abducted and came back and he's telling his story and there is a alien um, uh, surgery experiment scene that they do on him, that is the thing of fucking nightmares. Right, and, so I've
1: seen clips of it, but I've never seen the whole scene. Oh, my And, God. and even the clips I've seen are, are horrifying. And I know that, that a lot of people have said it's a, it's a movie that's kind of boring and lives- It's, it's on kind of boring rep-
0: outside of it, yeah. But,
1: but lives on the reputation of one really horrifying scene. And uh, I mean- you know, sometimes that's all you need is one really horrifying scene. And, yeah, uh, I,
0: I think I saw it just that scene like playing on HBO one day when I was like six or seven. Oh, and I oh my god, like to me, aliens are ET at that time, and like, I just remember being haunted by these mean look and like they're like really well done puppeteer aliens, I feel and just what they do to this guy it fucking drives you nuts and um i didn't see it again for god 15 20 years maybe and then i was scrolling through instagram and there was some instagram page that played like snippets of gross out scary horror movies yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was on there and i remember going it's that fucking movie holy shit and it opened up the floodgates of like i started seeing people felt the same way on the internet so yeah. if you got the if you got the guts like I think Fire in the Skies on like Hulu right now or Amazon Prime, but um,
1: I'll have to check it out because uh, I mean, I clearly I have absurd guts as I'm going to talk <laughs> about another uh, another extreme horror film as we get further into the program because we're playing uh, a yeah. pretty brutal extreme one. But but man, dude, I uh, I my most distinct like kinder trauma memory is not even my own. It's 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 the guilt I feel um, about falling asleep while showing my then three-year-old oldest son never-ending story and falling no! asleep so i fell asleep and forgot because i hadn't watched it in 15 years and i get oh i wake god. up i wake up and he looks petrified and i look at him like cash what's wrong and he goes the horse he died oh That's my all god and i went oh my god the artax scene oh my yeah. god and and i uh now the kid the kid's pretty well balanced at thirteen and loves himself some horror movies. But I think I, uh, yeah, I felt I felt real guilty for that one.
0: That's I don't I don't even really go rewatch that movie. And it's I know everybody loves it. It's such an eighties iconic film. But I'm just like, nah, I can't do it. Like because the way that they shoot that rough, scene, it's like that yeah. horse died.
1: <laughs> so oh yeah, in the quicksand and the oh, and, and and you're watching him struggle and cry and oh yeah. my god. I, yeah, I, he, he looked petrified as I wake oh, no. up with the creds rolling and I go, what's up and what's wrong? And he's like, the horsey, dad, the horsey died. And I was like, oh, dear God, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible father. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I've I'm actually I have a six month old. She'll be six okay. months shortly. Um, and I'm well, so right
1: to- now you're in the, the position where you can watch anything around her and it's kind of well, OK. But yes. pretty soon that's going to go away. And you're gonna have to really be
0: careful. <laughs> I was just um we'll get back into the film festival in a minute. I, okay. was, I okay. was just uh like someone posted some a friend of mine posted something on Facebook, and I was just jokingly saying this, but it's something I noticed. I, I've been like going through a funk where I'll watch like Italian Giallo films and those of like the 1960s and 70s and those are all also like really hyper sexual films like there's a lot of sex in these movies yeah vir- virtually all of them yep and like i was like about ready to put my daughter down for a nap and i'm just like i popped one on just to kind of get started and like five minutes in there's like a crazy sex scene and like she's like kind of turned her head washed and i was just like no she's starting to get invested like fuck that. shut it off like i was like i know she's only six months old but i was like no oh man okay so no you, more. yeah you're that.
1: getting you're getting to a point where it, it's not gonna work anymore you're, you're yeah you're, like somewhere somewhere in that like seven eight nine months and they're starting to recognize things and you're like yeah no, uh, uh, yeah i am i understand trust me you're uh i remember that well um uh, but 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 yeah i mean uh so so the gate is playing, and i'm I'm really excited to kind of like show like a whole new generation of folks like a great eighties classic and uh and and I think moving forward, assuming like we continue this festival, which i uh, I have a hard time believing I won't be doing it for a long time just because of the nature of the kind of response we've gotten and uh support we've gotten and um and i i assume a retro film at least of of one sort will be uh will be a involved um each year. Um but but yeah when I mentioned a previous retro film that I can't mention that kind of fell into our lap. So that's not that's not the same uh that's not the same situation. And so uh I'm hoping that's one I am hoping that I might be able to leak out before the festival, but we'll see. As of right now I can't say. But uh the gate I certainly can say. And after the gate, like in that family portion of the day we have the skating, the gate, and that's where the live podcast will be Um, because they're a pretty family-friendly kind of podcast. Uh, They're also going to build in some um, trivia with a lot of giveaways since I told you I have a bunch of Blu-rays and stuff to give away. We're going to be giving that away, including a ridiculously huge box that I have because of my one podcast. I have a podcast called uh, Cage Match where I review uh, Nick Cage films. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this when we were were chatting. Yeah. My podcast partner hates Nick Cage. (laughs) And I, I love Nick Cage, as most people in their right mind do, but she and yeah. I disagree about that. And so our podcast is mostly us yelling over each other about Nick Cage. And um, our first film, we, we, we put out the first podcast the week after Unbearable Weight came out. So we decided, let's start from the end. Let's start from Unbearable Weight, which was a horrible place to start in that she's not a fan and it's straight up fan service movie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was still a real fun time to talk about it. Well, the studio somehow caught wind of our podcast and sent me a box of 50 Blu-rays. And I'm going to be giving them away for the next decade of my
0: life. Wait, so, 50 Blu-rays of unbearable weight? Uh, what? That's fucking cool, though. Like, It is very cool. They asked me if I wanted some to give away,
1: and I assumed that meant like five or I'm not even
0: on that level. God damn it. I got to start a podcast like that. <laughs>
1: It was our first podcast. I don't even know. It was ridiculous. We had no. We had. We hadn't even had a listen when they sent me this box. Or maybe we had a few. Oh my god! It was uh, ridiculous. So, um.
0: You sound annoyed. Yes. I'm envious.
1: <laughs> no, it, it, I no. It is. It is. It's pretty awesome. And when we're done today, I'll, I'll get your address and send you one. But uh, <laughs> but the problem is, I uh, I don't have the money to ship fifty rays Yeah. Because it's because I do. I pay to run a website in a podcast. I'm now paying. I was initially paying to start with the film festival. I will thank my sponsors in, in that. I'm not. They, I actually have a little bit of a budget now. For the first time on any event I've ever had, I have a budget, which is nice. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, so I have a whole lot of stuff to give away. And so that's part of our first half of the day. And then we move into like, after the family-friendly section, we move into a local film showcase that's got like a bunch of short films a little intermission, and then a locally shot um, feature, which again, unfortunately, I now have two films I'm not allowed to talk about. Um, Now, this one, though, um, is specifically because they have their premiere coming up. And once they premiere, I'll probably be allowed to leak it out. But they have their premiere coming up and um, have a lot of buzz as a film. It's probably going to be a pretty, you know, I'm sure we're going to see it on somewhere like Shudder next year. Honestly, nice. hasn't been bought bought yet, but it'll be something like that. Shutter, Screenbox, Hulu, somebody's gonna buy it. I guarantee it. Um, it's a really fun found footage film um, that was f- filmed in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey area, so it's local to us. And um, we have you know connections and friends are involved with the film, and so uh, they're excited. They're actually a lot of them are going to come out and be part of the festival. Uh, But they can't actually tell we can't actually announce them yet. So, um, but, but that said, we are premiering a clown film, a clown horror film called Bronco, where uh, one of my favorite independent wrestlers, Jeff Cannonball stars as a killer clown. Um, We are playing a bunch of other local stuff. Uh, And when I say local, it's like within a within the driving distance of Philly. So we have somebody from New York, a bunch of people from the Philly area. Um, you know, a few from South Jersey. So it's kind of like, you know, everybody in the, the greater uh, you know, tri-state area kind of thing. But um basically my my whole rule with submitting for that was you gotta be close enough to make the drive because I'm hoping y'all can come out, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, so that was the local block. And so that's gonna be really fun. And then we move into our our main feature, like our, you know, eight or nine o'clock kind of nighttime, your normal like main feature slot um which is murder drone which i talked about before the exploitation horror film um, that i've wanted to show in a roller rink since i saw it when it first came out um and then our late night feature is profane exhibit the long lost no one thought was ever going to come yeah. out for a decade i was just
0: reading about it on your guys's instagram page bef- yeah. before we hopped on yeah so
1: kind of crazy and like the big names associated with it because nacho vigolando uh, you know, people know from Colossal and Time mm-hmm. Crimes and his segments in, uh, you know, the VHS series yeah. and the ABCs of Death the- series. Like, he's a pretty big name. He, uh, he's, he's got a really awesome short uh, segment that's part of it. Um, Anthony de Blasi, who did, like, Last Shift and yeah. uh, Extremity, um, he's got a segment in it. Um, uh, uh, Matt Snyder, uh... uh ryan nicholson this just shows how long the, the film's been in post-production hell ryan nicholson passed away about six years ago five five years ago and this film he has a segment in it so like i mean they finished filming back in 2011 or 2010 all of the segments and it's been in product post-production hell for literally a decade do you know it, why it was, yeah uh, it, a lot of it was rights and people They're buying okay. things and things falling off and um Finally, like, a year and a half, two years ago, Stephen Biro from Earth swooped in and bought it, and he – it was never fully finished, so he actually had to do – and bring editors on and finish the film and kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it's great. Marion Dora, who's, like, a really, like, big name in, like, the extreme horror world, so, like, people who like stuff like August Underground and American Guinea Pig and, you know, Serbian film um, – Marion Dora does like these weird art films, German Expressionism, that's a like, super extreme horror, gore too. He has a segment in it. I mean, it's, it's kind of insane how many like people are associated with the film. Um, and like even people who've been so locked in as like producers and stuff over the years. In like the more extreme culty horror world, it's like been this white whale that everybody's wanted to catch. And it just premiered at Buffalo Dreams. Uh, like two weeks ago from when we're recording today. Um, So like, this is only going to be probably its second, maybe third showing if something else falls in place in the next few weeks between it, but probably only its second showing. Um, Definitely it's first in the Philadelphia area. Um, So like, it's kind of a a super rare, cool get. It's going to come with some trigger warnings in the beginning because it's not for everyone. Um, So this is a film that like, does have graphic violence. Some of it of a graphic sexual violent nature. Um, some of it is fun. A lot of it is not fun. Decidedly not fun. Um, but a lot of the segments do have a purpose and an interesting thing, the story to tell. Um, and so, keeping in understanding that the film is not for everyone, during that time we're also going to be doing out in our little food court area right outside. Um, we're going to be doing a little horror trivia. So anybody who's hanging out for the after party, but isn't interested in watching people get decapitated and peed on, right? You know, that doesn't actually happen in the film, but I just threw something, you know, graphic in there. Um, I don't think it happens in the film, Uh, but uh, I don't remember. Um, I was, I was a little bit disturbed at times, but, uh, but that's going to be going on. So like people who are still hanging out for the after party and all that stuff have something cool to do. So it'll be horror trivia, probably some other like uh, one of one of our like team members who's helping put the he's a musician himself. So I told him if there's time to kill, I'm going to make you uh, sit and play guitar and do some singalongs. And he's like, okay. so, you know, who the hell knows what's going to be going on out there? But horror trivia and other stuff. And um, and that'll be really fun. And then like after that segment where we're kind of probably split up because I don't think everybody's going to be watching the movie we come back for our, our after party, their final, like send off, which we'll have probably a few short film stuff blended in as well, just cause you know, more movies are positive and fun to do, but that is really uh, going to be um kind of the, the, finale will be uh we have Wormtooth who is a local rapper. I'd say his music is kind of like industrial meets rap meets hard rock meets whatever the hell he wants. It's awesome. But it's, he, uh, he's got this persona as like kind of this like dark wizard and he raps in this persona and it's really, really fun. Um, yeah. And then we have a DJ too. Um, so the, after his his set, there'll be a DJ just spinning, you know, the sounds of October, you know, some spooky fun dance music. Uh, and we'll probably open the rink back up for people to skate who want to skate at the end too. So, um, you know, besides just, uh, you know, standing around and dancing and drinking, there'll be skating. There will also be drinking. As I just mentioned, uh, we have a, uh, Harris Hill Brewing Company, which is a local brewer, uh, in Pottstown. They are sponsoring by literally donating all the booze for us. Uh, so like, well, we're still going to try to get some mixed drinks going too, which is not fully solidified yet, but the, the beer, literally comes with the the price so you come in there'll be a couple different kegs of beer that they're providing for us so I'm really stoked about that um the after party and then the Friday night are both 18 to enter 21 to drink mm-hmm. um the rest of the event uh the daytime time is obviously at all ages and then like the evening blocks before that start all ages are welcome but you will want to be accompanied by an adult for the the you know the up until Profane Exhibit. Once Profane Exhibit starts, we're 18 up because that is not a movie that I'm comfortable with anyone under 18
0: being there for. Sweet. That is... There you have it. <laughs> 48 well, hours of this thing. This is... This well, what's
1: crazy, crazy is I haven't even mentioned that like we have a giant vending area, right? So we're going to yeah. have... Um, we're going to have Diabolic DVD is going to be out there slinging Blu-rays.
0: What? Like, uh, Do you know what... You know, all these vendors that um, – all these uh, Blu-ray companies that are showing up, do you, do you know, like, what what you guys are giving away yet? Like me? I have – yeah. So, I have um, –
1: MVD gave me a whole bunch of their MVD uh, Rewind collection, if okay. you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Stuff's awesome. I mean, um, to put it in perspective, one of my favorite finds of the last several years was their release of Abominable, which I is – I Lance don't have it, but
0: yeah. I've heard, I yeah.
1: Lance Hendrickson, uh, Yeti film. Yeah. Freaking great, man. Fucking awesome. It's a blast. Um, but I got that. It's got like their release of like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is in my box. Their release of uh, a whole bunch of those. And then like I got a bunch of random Arrow films that Agronautics uh, hooked me up with because like I said, Clint used to sling Arrow Blu-rays. So he has a lot of extras in his house and he hooked us up to give those away. Um, Vinegar Syndrome's box is in route so I don't know exactly what's in it yet, but I'm really excited. Vinegar Syndrome stuff, you know wildly all over the place but yeah. uh, it won't, I can tell you what it won't be. It won't be their porn. We won't be giving out porn, but we will, on the other hand, be giving out all types of crazy movies from them, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and and so like, that's just the giveaway, but then like, like Diabolik's going to be selling their, their wares so like they're going to have a big setup of like all the cool stuff that they sell from all the big labels. Um, then we've got a cool uh, vendor called Strange and Unusual T shirts that makes strange and unusual t shirts, but he also sells uh, some licensed stuff from uh, different stuff. Uh, he's giving away um, a Boglin, which I didn't know what they were, but they're these really cool, like high end. They're actually pretty expensive. So the fact they've given away is really awesome. Um, giving away one of, um, of them and they're like these cool like toy uh, puppets, mm-hmm. but they're really detailed, um, clearly come from like a horror shop. They're really like, really cool and detailed. Um, we've got like, uh, we've got this jewelry, uh, handmade jewelry vendor called Lady uh, Lady Spirit or Lady Hawk Spirit. Uh, I don't want to mess that up. Lady Hawk something. She's awesome and really says she's coming. Uh, And it's kind of like a earthy Wiccan kind of jewelry stuff. Um, And so that's really fun. We have a photo booth, um, which uh, Black Cherry Photography is doing a photo booth where they're actually going to be doing cool spooky pictures for free. But also for a a small donation, he'll do some gory makeup on your face for your pictures. So very, uh, very fun uh, stuff going on with that. We have a local tattoo artist. Doing a uh, a skater die tattoo. It's a roller skate with crossbones. I'm gonna be unveiling that. Uh be a, a flat rate of 50 bucks. Um, we got the idea, I'm not gonna lie. I stole it from Fantastic Fest, they do uh, tattoos, and uh and I'm a tattoo guy, you can't see it, but now you can. A lot, yeah, a lot of them I got. You. Um, and so I was like, somebody brought up, oh, Fantastic Fest does tattoos. I said, now we do too. Um, so uh, yeah, and Speakeasy Coffee is going to be selling their coffee. We have, like, four different food vendors. I'm just, like, it's crazy how much stuff is going on. And, like, the support we've gotten from the local community and people that want to be part of this um, is overwhelming. I mean, it's just really, really cool. You know, and, like, I didn't even mention, like, half my sponsors. Because, like, I've got, like, I've got a local uh, place called Chibi Cafe. That's, like, a video gaming and anime cafe that's one of our sponsors. Nice. They, uh, they make these – I don't know. if I never had them until I went there, but they're like these, uh, I believe they're, I believe they're Korean. They're like, um, they're a bubble bubble waffle that you stuff like as a cone with, uh, so they're freshly made waffles that look like oh, Okay,
0: I've heard of them, and yeah. And they stuff
1: them with like good local ice cream and pop. Yeah, and stuff. I, I don't want to
0: screw up any names of what it is, but yeah. It's
1: so good. And uh, they also do boba teas that are just of out of this world. Okay. And like they're uh, they they did also a partnership with Speakeasy Coffee, who's our coffee sponsor, but they work with them too. They um, Speakeasy Coffee and them do like uh, a boba coffee that's to die for. Um, nice. Yeah, so I go there and get a coffee every once in a while, and uh, you know uh, because I can also they have the their video gaming they have these retro consoles with. Twenty thousand old games on, me. like ridiculous, like something like that. It's got like every Nest game, every Super Nest game, you name it. And so I just go there and play, so- not with my kids, by myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a few spots like that around here, but I don't get to go right now um fair enough well you have a six month old i get it yeah life's a little weird right now but it's good (laughs) a few years that'll get better i promise that's what everybody's telling me that's everybody's telling me it's just like it's an amazing time but like don't don't worry life will slowly kind of start to shift back to normal and somewhat normal but um well fucking this sounds like a really i'm not just saying this because i had you on the show i mean i had you on the show for a reason because i thought the film festival sounded like a really cool new kind of genre fest fucking i i look i'll be completely blunt on the air i can't go to this but i wanted to get people with you know where i am in the country but like where i i wanted to get people to hopefully at least make a drive out to you or something to come check this yeah out. i mean there is definitely uh affordable places to crash
1: the whole event yeah. But when our our actual tickets go on sale, probably right after Labor Day as well, um, and you can get just the Friday night, the whole event, or just the Saturday family portion um, as like separate prices. the The whole event's gonna be sixty bucks. the uh, The the daytime is is like thirty, and then the the kickoff party on Friday night's only twenty bucks if you're coming to that by itself. So. You know, kind of, like, there's a variety of different ways. If you can't come to everything, you don't have to spend the full 60. Um, but, like, you know, we're really excited. Like, uh, I didn't even mention, like, the, the bands in the kickoff. One of them, a local band called Mulberry Hill, who's from Pottstown. So, I was really wanted to be focused on getting some hyper-local stuff. Like, hey, we're in Pottstown. I want to wanna highlight Potsdam. Yeah. Um, They're awesome, like, kids. And, like, I want to say, like, I say kids. That's probably disrespectful. They're men in their in their mid-twenties. But uh they're they're awesome. Uh they, they appear in their mid-20s. I don't know that for sure. They just look that to me. Um yeah but uh but but they're but they're awesome and I've seen them play a few times. I really like their their vibe. And then a friend of mine uh who's the lead singer of a punk band called Cross Keys, the band's not able to come out, but he's gonna come do a solo set um and just play a variety of cool stuff. Um and so that like I mean for me like if I can integrate punk rock hip hop, movies, podcasts. Oh my God. Like this is all my favorite stuff in one. So like I'm really putting together a festival for me that I hope everybody else <laughs> likes too. you know? So, so that's,
0: what, that's what you're supposed to do when you're creating anything I feel. And I hope this is around for years to come. Cause I'd like, I've been out of the uh, convention and festival circuit for a while now and that's not even just because of a pandemic I just haven't been able to check spots out so hopefully I, yeah, I hopefully so. one year I can make it up to Philly or Pottstown and we would
1: gladly have you I have a couch with your name on it Tyler
0: thank you thank you all right it we'll make you, you sleep
1: in the basement <laughs> <laughs>
0: We, yeah definitely I'm, we- a, I'm a
1: dad I had to make a dad
0: joke you know <laughs> We went over a lot of information here uh, today on the basement yeah. with Skate um, Skater Die Film Festival. Uh, let's just say, where can we find more information? I mean, it's October 7th and 8th, that weekend, Potsdam, Pennsylvania. But if we want to yeah. maybe look you up on the web between now and because this will air before the festival. Right. So real simple, skaterdiefestival.com,
1: skaterdiefestival.com, that's the place to go, um, it's housed over on the Farsighted's website, but you don't need to know about this slash that slash this. Just skaterdiefestival.com will get you there. Um, all the information, you know, we have uh, most of the information is already up. We're gonna have a full schedule up real soon. We're gonna have literally every bit of the information will be linked there, easy to find. Um, and uh, if people want to bug me directly, they can look from at the Painted Man on on Twitter or Instagram, and I will gladly give them any information they want
0: hell yeah all right man well i let me just end the show here by saying good luck with uh the next month with things it's uh seems like it's gonna be a pretty exciting time for you
1: i appreciate it so much Uh, all right uh,
0: yeah take care man all right and thank you all go go make a commute if you're not in the philly area to the festival check it out and but besides that we will see you next week on the basement take care